Hey everyone, it's Shanika and I am starting a new segment on the podcast and the tentative title is Stuff Janelle Doesn't Care About. Um, you know, while she and I are alike, there are a lot of things that we're just not alike. I love all things pop culture. Well, not all things pop culture, but I love pop culture. And while she likes some things, I, I, I just need someone. I got to gab. I got to talk about it. I was the girl that was getting Us Weekly, buying it on a weekly basis. Yes, I know I could have just saved money if I got the subscription, but there was just something about going to a bookstore or, you know, grocery store every week and just getting that new magazine. I lived for it. So this is going to be the new segment. Some will be short, some will be longer. It just really depends about what I want to talk about for the week. And, you know, I'm going to start writing things down on my notes app so I can be somewhat organized. Okay. First thing I want to talk about is Charisma Carpenter, what she posted on her Instagram. You know, Instagram has obviously become the place for a lot of people when they want to do a confession or they want to make an apology and you're just scrolling and then you just see that thing in your feed where it's done with the notes app or it's done, you know, in the stories, but it's a black background and, you know, they're changing the texting, the font or whatever. And you're just like, oh man, here we go. What's about to happen? Shit has gone down. So um, I'm not going to read it all, but she posted this on February 10th. And, you know, the caption is my truth. I stand with Ray Fisher. If you don't know, Ray Fisher is the actor. He played Cyborg in the Justice League movies. Know that he had been let go. Um, I actually stopped following a lot of celebs online. Um, I don't know. I just I just didn't care. And I was like, well, if I wanted to know what's going on with them, I'll just check in with them here and there. But if you go to his page, you'll see that he's talked about a couple of issues that he's had with Joss Whedon. To summar- summarize it, Chris McCarpenter talks about how Joss Whedon abused his power on numerous occasions while working together on the sets of Buffy the Vampire Slayer and Angel. While he found his misconduct amusing, it only served to intensify my performance anxiety, disempower me, and alienate me from my peers. So she said last summer when Ray Fisher publicly accused Joss of of abusive and unprofessional behavior toward the cast and crew during reshoots on the Justice League set in 2017, it gutted me. Josh has a history of being casually rude. I mean, casually cruel. He has created hostile and toxic, I cannot speak, toxic work environments since his early career. I know because I experienced it firsthand repeatedly. So basically, you know, when she was going through her pregnancy, um, he was just a jerk about it. He just criticized her weight, the way she looked, just everything. Um, I did not read it until recently, but his ex-wife had came out with an article about how he admitted to her how he was sleeping with women on set and the first affair and how he's like, but I still love you and I want to be with you. But, you know, I just also want to cheat on you. (sighs) Good Lord, just burn Hollywood down. Seriously, burn it all the freak down. Um, I, you know, Buffy and Angel were one of my favorite shows growing up and I still love those shows and they just have a special place in my heart as someone who was just like very depressed and just kind of somewhat relating to some of the things that were happening on the show, just kind of just 
feeling like an outsider, not liked. I, I, I don't know. I love those shows. And I was excited when I saw that Joss Whedon was going on to movies and doing bigger things. I'm like, yay for the nerd community. This is awesome. But this is what happens when you cheer on a problematic white man. <laughs> you know, they'll disappoint you. And um, yeah, it's just like, God, why do these men... And I understand women do it too, like just want to abuse their power. And it's just amazing and not in a great way how many careers have been ruined by one man because he didn't get what he wanted or, you know, just had a temper tantrum that day. And it's just disgusting. I had posted about it last week when it happened and I was just like, you know what? Burn Hollywood down burn it all down and let's start over. And someone had commented to me saying, you know, as long as we don't hear anything bad about Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington, Idris Elba, and I think Hugh Jackman, we said, we're good to go. But, you know, besides that, like, men, what the fuck? Like, come on. This is not cool at all. Like, we have got to be better as a society. We have got to do things better. And um, one of the reasons Joss Whedon took over the Justice League movie is because Zack Snyder had to step down because he had a loss in his family. One of his kids passed away. Very tragic. Um, and the Snyder Cut is actually coming out in March. I just have to say, okay, so... Zack Snyder loves to put an Instagram filter on his movies. He, the man loves an Instagram filter. If you've seen his movies, you know what I'm talking about. And I don't know if the Snyder Cut, what's it going to be about? I went and saw Batman versus Superman in the theaters with my son and totally took a nap halfway through. Here's a tip. A lot of these superhero movies, there's going to come a time where it's just going to be a bunch of dialogue and they do that for like you know, the adults that are in the um, theater because the kids don't give a damn. They just want to see the action. And that is the time where you just close your eyes, rest your eyes for just like a good five minutes. I promise you will not miss anything. You will not be lost. You will not be confused. Just rest your eyes. It's okay. Best thing about Batman versus Superman was Wonder Woman when she came in with Hans Zimmerman's Is She With You? That's such a good score. Also, you should check out the... um lady. I think it's a cello that she plays. Her name is Tina Guo, G-U-O. She's pretty freaking amazing. Um, anyway, so I um, tried to do like a little research and I guess it seems that Ray and Joss Whedon were button heads. Um, by the way, Ray Fisher is a black man. Um, this probably has some context to it because Hollywood is racist as fuck. Anyways, um, they were button heads and I didn't realize it, that they were trying to cut his part or cut him out completely in the Flash film, um, basically trying to like blackball him. And that is just not blacklist, blackball. <laughs> I don't know. And either way, Joss was doing some shady shit and I am not here for it. And, you know, um, Sarah Michelle Geller made a comment saying that she doesn't always want to be associated with Joss's name. She loves the Buffy universe. I'm basically kind of co-signing like, yeah, shit wasn't good. I think maybe because Sarah Michelle Geller was like the lead, maybe she was a little bit less untouched. I am in a Facebook group and somebody was saying that sometimes Allison Hannigan 
and her husband oh my god he was on Buffy too and it is totally blanking hold on Alexis Denisoff I don't know why I could not remember his name to save my life but anyways he was also on Buffy as well and he played Wesley I don't know why I could remember so, you know, they met on set, got married, and somebody was saying that they would go over to Joss Whedon's house and, you know, have dinner parties and do like Shakespeare readings and whatnot. And someone says they wonder if maybe they stayed close by with him just to not deal with his BS. But then I also thought, also, maybe, but also, you know, when Buffy was out in the 90s, it was at that time when nerdy still wasn't looked at as attractive. So um, I could see Joss being the type of person that only wants to go after, so after someone who they find attractive. You know, Charisma Carpenter is a gorgeous woman, beautiful woman. You know, Cordelia, pretty freaking awesome. By the way, um, there was, was talks that Cordelia was supposed to be played by a black woman. But since it was the 90s and they had already known that they were setting up a romance between her and Xander, they weren't sure how well an interracial relationship would have um, done in that market. Disgusting, right? Uh, and, and like, yeah, it's disgusting because, you know, black women are still not seen as you know, attractive because it was a black guy, white woman, it would have been totally fine. Matter of fact, that happened with Fred and Gunn on Angel. They dated for a while. Totally fine. Anyways, um, Joss Whedon, you fucking suck. Charisma Carpenter, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Allison Hannigan, Amber Benson, Michelle Trackenberg. I love you guys. My heart stands with you. I'm with y'all. Um, I am a believe woman type of gal. So if you tell me that a man's done some fuck shit, I'm going to believe you. And if, you know, I find out that it was wrong, you know, I'm going to see like, okay, well, what's go what else is going on? Why did you feel the name, feel the need to do this? So speaking of Angel and Buffy, I tried to do a rewatch of Buffy and I just got like really pissed off. Buffy was never my favorite character. I actually really like Giles. I'm a Giles kind of gal. I feel like I'm a Giles person. Um, you know, I love a little action, but let, let's think things through because I don't want to die. And Buffy, so many times, well, I'm the freaking slayer. I don't need help. This and that, blah, da, dee, blah, da, boop. And, you know, would find herself in situations and people would get killed. I mean, that's like when Angelus, Angel turned Angelus, which basically um, means like he turned evil. And by the way, Angel as Angelus, way more because Angel is boring as fuck. He's broody. He's sad. And you know why? It's because he's not having sex or having any type of fun. But there's, um, I think, a scene, it's in season three or four after they sleep together and he's turned bad where they're fighting each other in a um, graveyard. And he's basically like, you still haven't learned. This is not about you. He basically lured Buffy away so they could attack the rest of the Scooby gang. Anyways, um, Buffy, I, I mean, I guess she was a teenager, but she was just problematic and she just did not listen very well. And I think the fact that she fell in love with Angel, and I remember when um, the show first came out, because I watched it from when it first premiered. And, you know, when they would do um, commercial previews and it's like, Angel has a secret. What do you think it is? My brother's like, I bet he's a vampire. I was like, that's too boring. Well, 
that's what it was. And they ran with that. But I just have to say she should have killed him and broke up with his ass a long freaking time ago. I cried a couple of times during that show. And I think the very first time I cried is when, um, after Jenny Callender got killed by Angelus and Rupert said, you know, in this job, I've lost many people, but Jenny was the first I ever loved. And Buffy's like, I'm sorry, I wasn't strong enough to kill him. Well, you know what? You never should have fell in love with his ass and this would not have happened. Be responsible. Okay, you are the slayer. I am so sorry that you fell in love with this man, but you are 16 years old and you've got your whole life ahead of you. Joyce sometimes was a little too easy on her. Ugh. Also, Angel, way better show than Buffy. And I'll take that to my grave and I will fight anybody on that. The last season of Angel is absolute perfection. When they are the owners of Wolfram and Hart, that was such a fun season. Well, for one, Connor was gone. Can we talk about annoying characters? And it was like they're trying to be good, but they had all of these things at their expense. So it was just like, and they, they just had fun with it. I mean, even Angel was a little bit more fun. He started hooking up with that wolf girl. Um, you know, like Wesley told him, like, listen, are you in love with every person you sleep with? So you're probably not going to turn. Bang the girl and be happy, you know long short of it um that's god that last season's so good I really didn't like the whole Illyria story though with how they changed Fred I thought it was kind of sad like finally her and Wesley were getting together and they did this to her I don't know maybe Joss did have something against them then because that was some bullshit it was definitely some bullshit when um Cordelia seduced Connor and that whole pregnancy thing and then giving birth and he lost me the end of that season. Yeah, that was not good. Anyways, last season of Angel, absolute perfection. Love, love, love it. Okay, so moving on. I recently binged watch Cobra Kai on Netflix. And I freaking loved it. I steered away from it for a while and I heard people talking about it and I saw people posting about it and you know so we were like oh my god this movie just shows so cheesy but it's good and I was never that huge into the karate kid that whole wax on wax off stuff I always thought was so boring you know I was like that kid when I watch it I'm like I want to see actual karate also the fight scenes to me are a little bit more realistic compared to like a action movie or even like a comic book movie where it's a little bit more fantasy like. So when he's getting beat up, like it makes me very uncomfortable. That's why I can't like watch Ultimate Fighter championships and boxing matches. Like it makes me really uncomfortable seeing someone get hurt. Um. Anyways, Cobra Kai, I watched it, started watching it one Friday night. You know, it was rainy. I was bored. I don't have a life. And oh my God, it is so good. I would have finished it earlier, except for my oldest son. He got into it too. So I had to start waiting for him to come home to watch it. Like we were literally like propping up, you know, the laptop during dinner time, eating and watching the show, which I don't even allow them to like do that when they're eating. But I was like, we have got to watch Cobra Kai. I just want to say Johnny Lawrence... I am crushing majorly on Johnny Lawrence. 
not William Zabka, who I'm sure is an amazing, great guy, but I am here for Johnny Lawrence. This man, bless his heart, I am not sure how he has made it through society. His whole life basically got messed up ever since like that kick to his face in part one, you know, from high school. Like the man is stuck in the 80s. He didn't know what the internet was, how to work a laptop. He doesn't know about Facebook. He just wants to drive his Trans Am, drink his cords. Like he, he just did not evolve. And, you know, it's kind of like the best thing that's happened to him to get kicked in the face because he definitely would have been a Trumper. You know what I mean? And he definitely said some problematic stuff throughout the show, but it was, it was kind of funny. But you can see that and it's not a political show at all. You know, I'm just taking it there. Like you could see that he like kind of changed his ways and just the person he was, like if he could just like kind of stayed rich, like he definitely wouldn't have evolved. But I am so here for some Johnny Lawrence. Um, I also like the character Hawk. <laughs> I don't know why. The actor Jacob Bertrand, Bert, Bertrand I think, yeah. Um, I liked his character his little mohawk, his little tattoo, how he flipped the script. He actually has some t-shirts that he's selling and I'm considering getting some for Logan for his birthday. You guys, Logan's going to be 12. I have been a mom for 12 years. Okay, let's let that sink in. Anyways, if you're just looking for a really good, cheesy, feel good show, Cobra Kai. I am all for it. I think they're filming season four right now and they said that they're going to go up to six seasons. So I think what's going to happen in season four or midway through season five is that Crease is going to be gone. Um, they did do some backstory on why he is the way he is, but I don't care. Get some fucking therapy. Okay. Like you've had time to like deal with that shit. And there's another girl in there as well. Not um, Sam, the daughter, Tori. Tori has got some major issues. Like she just wants to keep on beating up Sam and fighting her. Like, girl, she barely kissed your boyfriend who wasn't even your boyfriend at that time. Like, when are you going to be satisfied until you kill her? And then you're going to go to jail. Calm down. Like, you go talk to somebody. Jesus. And then the final scene, um, the final fight, really, of I think it was the last episode where they're fighting at the LaRusso's house, I'd be pissed as fuck. I wouldn't be like, okay, kids, we're gonna settle this on the mat. Oh, hell no. You threw someone through my window. Your ass is going to jail and you're paying for the damages. I don't play with that shit. I didn't put in all this hard work for you to come mess up my nice house. I don't think so. <laughs> and that's where I am on that. Also, I keep on hearing the word cancel culture a lot, which I'm sure a lot of people have. And I know I'm not the first and probably won't be the last to talk about cancel culture. But I just want to say cancel culture isn't real. I'm pretty sure you already know this. But here's the thing. I watched Nikita and this is the reboot. Re I almost said reboot. Reboot or remake. The one that had Maggie Q. I really like her. She does a lot of stuff for animals. She's sweet too. Um, yeah, I love her and I loved her fashion and the show and everything. It's so funny. I remember when the first Nikita was out, my brother and my mom watched it and Nikita, the actress got like TV Guide's best dress and they're like, how does someone who's supposed to be incognito get incognito get best dress? But I mean, you know, the Nikita in this one was a great dresser as well and had a banging body. Anyways, um, okay, so in Nikita, when you cancel someone, you kill them. 
these people that are quote unquote getting canceled in, you know, the political Hollywood world are not dead. Okay. They are just being consequenced. I don't know if that's a word, but I'm using it. Freedom of speech, freedom of action does not equate to freedom of consequences. I So what's going to happen is you're going to say something, you're going to get in trouble and you need to step back and you need to reflect. And it's up to you to choose whether or not you want to change from it or stay the way you are. Maybe you will find your people, you will find your niche. That's totally fine. But that does not mean that you're going to stay employed with the folks that employed you before. I'm talking to you, Gina Carano. And honestly, that one's a little bit, I don't want to say heartbreaking, but disappointing because I think Gina Carano is such a badass. Well, I'm sorry. I used to think so. Like, I just can't get past like what she's saying. This is why I stopped following celebrities because it's just like they're heartbreaking. Like Christy Swanson, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, like, oh God, sweetie. What happened to you? Anyways, I first found out about her like on a show called Fight Girls. It was like some reality TV show. And I just thought how she was just like this muscular, badass, gorgeous chick. She was in a Fast and Furious movie fighting Michelle Rodriguez, who, by the way, if it was a real fight, Gina would have taken her down. No offense, Michelle, you're a badass, but Gina would have taken you. And now she's just like spewing this bullshit. I don't know, you guys. Freedom of speech does not equate freedom of consequences. No one's canceled. No one's getting killed. Go watch Nikita. It's actually a pretty good show. I might start doing a binge watch on it again. So those are the things that were on my mind. Let me know what you guys want to discuss. Like I said, I'm just going to start thinking of random stuff that comes to me and just jotting it down in my notes and then just coming on here, um, you know, once a week, every other week and just shoot the shit with y'all. So thank you for listening. Much appreciated. Until next time. Bye.